Hi, I'm so excited to share that Teresa and I are offering Inner Dance for free this month. So you can visit innerdance.online and reserve your space. We have limited seating available. So if you're interested, we encourage you to join ASAP. <laughs> And also, you know, if you're if you're thinking about it, but you can't quite commit, we would really encourage you to leave that spot available for those who are dedicated to the experience. If you've never experienced inner dance, this is why we're offering it because it's so amazing. The feedback that we've received has been next level. I just spoke with somebody yesterday who had a full month integration of their experience. Um, some people have one or both, either a physical healing activation, release an energetic upgrade, or an energy body release healing and upgrade. So it is so incredible. We are very excited to share it with the community to give back to you all, to get the word out, to let you feel it, experience, and understand what this really unique healing modality is all about. So join Teresa and myself. This month, you can pop on over to innerdance.online for the dates and the times, and I look forward to seeing you there. A lot of just, just content and self-joy and easy to laugh. I mean, you can just, I think, see the difference, just how much more ease and laughing and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And the, the term where you said wholeness, that's how I feel. I'm like, it's hard to put into words, but I love that. It's like, I feel fuller and brighter, more light within that gives me the fuel to do things that I felt like maybe I had a desire for, or it just hadn't been sparked. So then it's like the zest for life comes on and it is more fluid with, it's not encumbered. So you can just flow right through it. It's very easy. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi everyone, this is Amy. Welcome to today's episode. On this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, I will be speaking with April about her experience on her healing session and the journey afterwards and all that has been discovered and integrated, how things are going, and then to also get a little bit more of her own feelings and insights post session. We always have those moments after that are aha and like, oh my gosh, the dots are now connecting. So welcome April back to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Oh, I am too. Thank you for having me back. Thank you so much. And this is exciting. So much has happened. So I'm excited to share um, all the, all the change. Well, not so much changes, just so much how much there was so, um, much resonance and how it, it almost felt like you were kind of narrating my life, but through stories um, that obviously were my past lives, but really telling them that, and it felt like, okay, is she talking about me right now? So it was, <laughs> it's great for me. And, and during it, I'm just kind of going like stunned, right? Paralyzed, not really saying much, but um, so now I'm just going to kind of, now that time has gone by and that episode that you had with Jenny, where um, she said it was good that you guys had that time where you were, uh, you know, you couldn't hear her and then she got to come back and you got to just kind of break it down. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way. I was like, okay, yes, girl, I, I hear exactly <laughs> what she's saying. So that really resonated just listening to hers. It was spectacular. So yeah, um, very relatable. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I was really, when I was editing your first episode, I also had those moments because when you're channeling, 
you're in it and it's flowing and I don't really have a chance to think, you know, two minutes into the past. So I don't really process it myself because so much info is coming in. So then when I was listening back, I was like, oh my gosh, so much came through. And then the little bit of confirmation that we got, which we'll speak about today, you know, the roses, like all of that, it just blew me away so much. (laughs) And I was like, can you please come back on? I would love to dive deeper into everything that came through. (laughs) Sure. For sure. And you know, what's funny is my, um, my dear friends in, I, I basically knew her before she was born, right? Because her mom was my neighbor and pregnant with her. And um, she listened to the episode and then she calls me up. She's like, oh my gosh, from the beginning, when she's talking about the Viking and the red hair and being tall, that's your family. And I was like, oh, wait, that, I mean, we have, we have a lot of redheads and everybody's so tall. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. So that was great. I was like, thanks for pointing that out. That's, that's very true. So Wow. Yeah, that was just the beginning. You know, we had, I mean, red hair is, is the least common, you know, out there mm-hmm. for um, my family does. I'm spreads. I'm not a redhead, but for it to um, be going through and then for that to be, you know, you saw it. That's the first thing you were like, yeah, there's a Viking. He's got red hair and he's tall. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and then you were like the redwood tree, you know, I feel that energy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's two Really, and I sent you a picture of very, very, very large cedar trees right outside um, my house that are just massive. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and you're like, yeah, they're you know, it's redwood energy that watches out for you, and I'm like, okay, that's great because I used to be like, you're blocking my sun, my garden. <laughs> now, okay, you can stay. <laughs> Yes. And it's so special because sometimes, I mean, I know I've moved around. So when you're in a place, it becomes very natural for us and just common, but then you go to other parts of the world and where you are and that tree is so unique and special. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. The photo it's huge. It's tall. Was it two stories tall? Oh, well, my house is two stories and it towers oh. over. So it's close to four stories. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> So it belongs in the redwood forest. That's for sure. Cause it is huge. <laughs> I guess the gentleman that planted it, um, it, cause it blocks the house behind us. He worked for the forestry center and he planted it, um, before he passed away for his wife. So it's also got a lot of meaning, you know, to, to, yeah. yeah, it's pretty special. That is special. Really special. Yeah. So I remember the beginning, it was all about earth connection because the Viking life, you were so connected to earth. That was the only thing you cared about, really. I felt like when I, you know, was listening back and filling into it, how you had that special connection and you understood the circle of life and, and it was a little bit more, I don't want to say so much carefree, but it was, it was more relaxed. Like you were in the flow and the vibe of the rhythm of, of life and connecting with nature. So it was so pretty how that came through at the beginning. And then we started talking about the grounding with the copper and the copper frequency. Yeah. Yeah. I wear, try to wear a little <laughs> copper every day. And, but I also, um, so I, it was probably a year ago. I did the angel, the chakra healing. I think it was the chakra healing with you or angel. I can't remember which. And um, you had said, I'm spacing what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. It's the energy. It's so bright right now. <laughs> Oh, you would say, oh, I know it was, you had given a, a reading of my aura colors. And then I had gotten, um, probably a few months later, I'd gone to um, a spiritual fair and there was a gal there that was doing the pictures mm. and it was exactly what you described. It was the um, light purples, the blues, some white and all that. And so then this time you were like, oh, there's a lot of green and your aura comes out. It's really strong. Well, I, um, I was, on, I bought these grounding sheets on my bed and I when I was doing that with you I was on the, the that bed so I was kind of wondered if the if because I've I don't know if they you know work or not but um after that I was like I I think there's something to that or maybe that's just I am like that because I I am I love nature I love being out there I love you know being on the water in the garden and going on my walks. I mm-hmm. and I just love being outside. So, I mean, but I thought, oh my goodness, she's seen a lot of green. And I put, I correspond grounding with green when I'm yeah. 
you know, try to ground myself. So um, that to me was just like, okay, there we go. There's another one I was listening back. <laughs> okay, there's another resonance right there. Yeah, it's the little things that really, when we think about it, have a deeper meaning, but the little things that came through right at the beginning, and that's how I love to do readings, because when we can see something physical, we know like, oh my gosh, that is spot on. Then it helps us to be more open and comfortable with the rest of the information. So then when we flow into past life stuff, which our consciousness might not, you know, we, we don't know, we don't remember so much, but our soul does and our energy can feel it, but it just helps us to say, okay, uh, there's like four or five things here already right off the bat that are so on point. Let's see where we're going to go with this when it comes to the past life stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there was, um, so I remember I was messaging you and my last name, my maiden name was Rosen and all the kids in my family were like, we're going to get little rose tattoos. And I didn't want a little rose tattoo. I wanted a vine and I wanted it to be, you know, really, just elegant and soft and pretty. And when I got, <laughs> once it got done, it was like guns and roses. I felt like blood should have been dripping off the vines. It was so harsh. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's so bad. So I basically um, had it on my back for many years. And then I got, I was like, okay, I have to cover this up. So I went and got another tattoo over it. And when I sat down with the guy, there's a lot that in those years that had happened in my life. And he kind of was like, well, let's talk about your life. And, um, cause I didn't know what I wanted to cover it up with. And he said, um, you know, I think we should do a butterfly just cause there's so much, you know, that you've transitioned through. And I said, oh, that's, that's perfect. And he was like, but let's keep two little tiny roses that looked really soft on the very end and kind of do a butterfly. And then on the very end, you could see a peak of the little vine out. And I, I said, great. So when you were going on, you know, doing the reading and you're like, oh, and you were that, that you were a bug. And then also the roses. And then I happened to, you know, my last name had me Rosen. I was just like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> This is just the beginning. I mean, it was just so much that um, I I uh, can't even. As we get into it, you'll see how much just so much resonance. But that right there was huge for me because roses for a long time when I was in my teens meant a lot to me. And I think as I just kind of got went through like a real bitter phase with things that had happened, I was like, oh, forget roses, just like, mm-hmm. you know all that mm-hmm. stuff. And you're like, no, you need to need to buy yourself roses or plant one of those bushes and now when I'm out walking I see them everywhere everywhere it's like all I can see I'm like oh there's there's that wow. and like, not the normal roses but like literally the ones you were talking about they're like the English rose or you know in that family where there are just so many petals and they're yes so it's yes oh my gosh and and to all of this I probably should have introduced at the beginning, but our episode was about 10 weeks ago when we actually filmed. So it was on, let's see, I'm looking, well, it came out on May 19th of 2023. So, and the title was a life taken. So I'll put it in show notes for everybody, but we filmed it on March 31st. And on that day afterwards, my husband, it was a Friday. So yay for Fridays. He's like, do you want to go to dinner? I'm like, okay. So we're driving after dinner. And this is early. I don't know. I guess I'm in Texas. Flowers are out, but March 31st. And we go past this bush of roses. I'm like, you have to swing back around. I made him pull back around. I'm like, you turn, come on now. He was so cool. And I went up to it and I was like, oh my gosh, these are the exact, like very similar, right. To what I had seen. And I sent you that, but do you know, what's even more interesting? I didn't even think about it. Look what I'm wearing today. I don't know. Let me move the camera. (laughs) So I don't typically wear clothing with patterns. I'm more of a solid, but I felt the call to wear this dress, not even thinking it's got roses on it guys. So if you want to pop onto YouTube, you can see, um, I think this is my only dress at this moment. The top that I have that has flowers. (laughs) This is just, yeah. All the synchronicities lining up and, and there was a significance to the roses because 
Now, wasn't that one of the past lives that was really challenging for you where you're, you couldn't have a voice and you just wanted to escape and be in nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I think that was the one, so there were two, the two females and they're the one with the, it was the nitpicking mom that, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. And so along that, um, I grew up and there's, I grew up Catholic, um, very Catholic okay. <laughs> and there's five kids. I'm, they're all very, um, they're all very similar, very military, um, cops. And then the younger one, he's, you know, he's a psychiatrist, but, um, and then there was me. <laughs> um, and I definitely yeah. was a lot different from my, um, siblings and my, my mom just, Oh, it was, bless her heart. She, um, is, she's a, Dear, she was an ER nurse, very patient, very nice to, you know, but when it came to me, it was just like nitpick, nitpick, mm. nitpick, nitpick. I mean, it was just like, are you going to wear your hair like that? Are you going to do that? But never spoke like that to my si- sisters, you know, and I was just like, what? and I remember always saying, as soon as I can, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to move out of here and never come back, you know? And I did go to Georgia. I was there for about five years went to college there and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I need to go home. Mm. Um, but it, to hear that, I don't think that the nitpicking would have been so hard to take if I've maybe hadn't had the past life where the nitpicking had happened, you know, it it was triggering to me, um, and not understanding, you know, why I take things so personal. I always thought I was just really sensitive. I'm like, okay, I'm just too sensitive. I need to just toughen up, toughen up, toughen up. And, um, but then, so just like Jenny said, she got more counseling or just more healing in one session with you than years and years of counseling. Right. And that's exactly to that point. Um, just being able to go, okay, I, I now get why I took this so personal and it was yeah. so difficult, you know, and why my mom would just, it would just grind on me so bad. And I remember I didn't have the dreams of becoming a pirate. <laughs> I definitely remember. Um, I don't remember many of my dreams anymore, but when I was a child, I definitely remember the same dream over and over and over was I could run so fast mm. that I all of a sudden could fly. Like I would like almost just, you know, just be, it would be like an airplane. Right. And then you just take off. And that's the dream I would always have that I just take off and fly. And then I'd just go, go, go. And, um, and I think a lot of that was just, that's how I felt as a kid. Like I need to fly out of here. I need to get out of here, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, so with that, you know, I, I definitely, um, I appreciated just having this whole thing, because I feel like with my mom now I can go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've noticed in my life too. And from the perspective of a therapist and seeing it play out when we can, even this life, some people have those moments or traumas or things that just grate on them. If they can go back in hypnosis to the childhood and be like, oh, that's where it started. And this is why it really activates within me and is so uncomfortable but in, in that past life, you had basically like no freedom and there was well, both of them, like so many of your past lives came up where you didn't have freedom. <laughs> so, but, um, you just wanted to escape and fly away and be a pirate, all of it. Right. But when it comes to this life, sometimes I think that the soul will have those moments for us so that we can heal through them. But if we don't fully understand it, then it can just keep grading on us. And so as somebody who would have people respond to me, like out of character, I guess, you know, like maybe I trigger them. I didn't mean to, I kind of stop and slow down. I'm like, okay, there is something deeper happening here. And I feel like if whatever side we're on, if we think about things in that way, it really can bring opportunity for healing where we can look into it a little bit more. And that's when you would go into more of a therapy session and talk about the emotions and let it come up. But when we do past life energy healing or past life hypnosis, 
it will come up like your your soul knew what needed to come up and for listeners we hadn't talked about any of this ahead of time I am just the channel I shouldn't say just (laughs) I'm the channel so I'm navigating through all this information that's flowing through but it's coming from somewhere some high intelligence your soul your guides a healing you know vibration coming in and you were ready. I think that's another thing. If we have a feeling or a vibration or a call to look at something deeper or to go see somebody to have a session, or maybe even it's a group experience, go to that sound bath, go to that group breath work. You know, really you should follow that intuition because you're ready to release something. And you were that day and so much came, so much came through. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was thinking, um, had I met you so many years ago, what a difference, I mean, a tremendous difference it would have made to be able to enjoy, you know, more life in a different way, you know, from that point on, mm. because already just um, going, just since that session with you, I, I feel like so much has changed and I just, this peace, it's just so much peace was brought to me you know, the part about the brother. Oh. I do not know why I asked. Well, I do know why I asked if that was my ex-husband, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very shocked. I didn't ask if that was my brother of this life. Um, and I, I know my family, nobody will listen to this. So I'm not bashing on, um, any loved ones by any means, but I actually, um, I, that session I had with you, there was a big theme, um, not the, not this one, but the one of a year ago mm-hmm. was that, um, a line has been drawn in the sand, mm-hmm. made that decision and now move forward, let it go, live, go, you know? And I knew exactly what you, you know, what our angels and spirits are saying, but I, even then after that, I was like, okay, did I, I always was like, did I make the right decision? I quit speaking to my older brother about 10 years ago. Mm. He just was, um, gosh, my mom can tell me from the earliest time. Uh, I think I was like six weeks old in the infant and he picked me up and we were in, I was in a grocery cart and threw me on the ground. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. And it just continued on. He just, um, I was a trigger for him. My absolute essence was Mm -hmm. just, but not my other siblings. Um, you know, I can just think of all the things he did, but there were two vivid times where I thought I was going to die. And one was when I was, um, learning how to swim. My, now my siblings, they are just strong swimmers. You, they can, as kids, they could throw somebody on their back and swim and save lives and do stuff. I was always, I wouldn't say a weak swimmer, but I wasn't to their caliber. Mm -hmm. I remember I was, I was five years old and we were at a pool and my brother came and he held me underwater. And it was when he came out of nowhere, I didn't have that deep breath to take. Right. Yeah. He held me under. So when he held me and my, I had had, um, pneumonia so many times that my lungs were not as strong as everybody else's. And so when he pushed me down under, I didn't have much breath at that time. And he held me under for a long time. And I was in a spot that wasn't where my feet touched. So he was holding me. And then I was just learning how to swim. And when he finally let go, I was, I just remember coming up and it was, it was just like this overwhelming sensation of I'm, I'm dying, you know, and finally figured out where to, how to get over to the side. And I just, it was so, and I don't know if my reaction was real for that or if it was past life coming through you know, from having drowned, um, with all those clothes on and couldn't do anything, you know, from that life where the brother had pushed me off the seawall. And, um, so when you had told me that I was like, and then re-listened to, I'm going, Oh my gosh, oh my God. You know, that was, I vividly remember that to me was like almost near death, you know, Mm -hmm. been held in the water. So, um, to have that come through. I, when you said, you know, they know what to bring through and have you, you know, listen to and stuff. Uh, These, these things that were brought through were huge for me to listen to and go, okay, okay. I, I can, I, this, I can heal from all this. And that line that's drawn in the sand, I, it's okay. 
it was good. I, I can move yeah. on. Right. Yeah. You don't have to, just because you were born with some people in your family doesn't mean they have to always be. Right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And that's peace, you know? Yeah. It's so amazing. The similarities and wait a minute, what is happening? Why is this happening again? Is probably what you felt like. And I think it was both. I mean, your physical body has a consciousness and you're drowning and then your soul is like, wait a minute, I've done this before. And maybe it was at the hands of the same soul, you know, another brother in another life, but the same soul. So that's very interesting. And just as a curious, you know, person listening here, how old was your brother? How much older to you is he? He's five years older than me. Oh, so he definitely should have known <laughs> that uh, this is dangerous. We don't need to be doing this. Wow. Wow. He's very aggressive physically towards me. And then when he couldn't be, as we got older. Hi, I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm popping on real quick to ask if you could please leave a five-star review or a thumbs up on whatever app you are tuning in on. Thank you so much. Your support really means a lot. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. He was very demeaning and I was the butt end of every joke and, you know, just Mm. so many different things. So then in this life, about a year ago, when we had a session, you mentioned how you put a a boundary up, you've drawn a line in the sand. And I think that's so important because it actually like, it brought up something for myself here at the beginning of the year, 2023, I also had a very deeply healing past life session with my therapist showing up, not knowing what it was going to be about or what was happening, but somebody kept resurfacing in my life. And I was like, oh gosh, like, why are they resurfacing in my life? And we had had an uncomfortable closing, nothing major, but just an uncomfortable closing. And um, so in that session, I found out that they were the cause of my death in the other lifetime, at least probably two lifetimes were persecution where I, like they turned me in for doing the work that I do when I was killed because of it. And so in this life, I was standing in the kitchen, I'm talking to my husband, like, wow, isn't that wild? And in a good way, like I feel so much more clarity and healed and stronger. And then I said, and this person keeps popping up in this reality, you know, I guess maybe it's healed. I guess maybe that's all we needed. I guess they're a good person kind of wondering, you know, like in this life and maybe we can be friends. And the minute I said that everything in my body was like, no, like all, all my chakras shrunk, my energy dropped, you know, I'm processing it in my head. I was just thinking, well, what does this mean? I'm trying to figure it out. And my intuition said, absolutely not. Just because, you know, like, you know, what happened, uh, the past is the past. And there's this like energetic dynamic. And for my sense of safety and well-being, not physically per se, but mentally, emotionally, and so that I can stay in my frequency and in my path, It was like, no, 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 you're not going to intermingle your energy again. There is a line drawn, boundary set, we're done. So when you shared that, I just want to share my experience that that's a real thing. It doesn't mean that we forgive and forget, and then we can, you know, just be friends again. So obviously not every agreement or soul interaction is the same, but I'm curious. So as you've set that boundary in this life, how have you noticed things change? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, when, when I finally was like, enough is enough. First, when I guess the way to say it is I kept attracting almost the same kind of personality, right? Mm. My brother, my husband, a friend, you know, and, and when I finally said enough is enough, I'm done with this. I will not allow this in my life anymore. All of a sudden, there's such a shift and change in how things were happening in my life. Um, it it was more, I guess, I don't want to say luck or more um, things just got better, easier. Yeah. It was yeah. things weren't always happening to me. Life got better for us. I met my new husband. Um, I, you know, there's just so many things. And um, it's amazing how 
when you put your, when you do put that line down and say enough is enough, it's, it's a, it's a life change is what you're doing. It's a complete life change. It's not just, Oh, personality. It's literally, you're saying I'm done with everything that comes with that kind of energy, you know, I'm done with it. And a whole new energy comes in. And that's for me, at least what I had experienced. So. Wow. It's so powerful. I'm getting two things to share. Um, I guess I'll start with the most recent. I, I heard it's a soul life change. Like it's not just this life. It will now be a strength and a quality that you have and a discernment skill that you have moving forward in every lifetime to follow. And they're saying also generational. So this life, like biological children moving forward, they will know they'll be able to feel that strength within it's part of the DNA. Now that you have, you know, stepped into more of a frequency where you're sure of who you are and what's acceptable and what is not. And then the other thing I was getting is that how it felt like, okay, this is so interesting. Now things are flowing and now there's luck. They're saying that now you're in your vibration without that shadow or that frequency that's dissonant coming in and causing disruptions. So it popped you into your own soul path, your own frequency without the interference of somebody else. And we all have that. And I think we can see that even if we're not, you know, looking at it from a spiritual perspective, but we have friends and everybody has qualities or family members. And sometimes there's that one that when you hang out with them, you're like, why is it always such a shit show? (laughs) Like, why when I come around or we interact, the things just happen. I'm, you know, and you just look at it and you're like, how is this pattern consistently happening? And it's like, well, that's their frequency. That's what they're creating in their reality. And you are saying, uh, I don't want that. No, I'm done. <laughs> and I think with you that um, session I had with you where the guides and everybody were like, okay, you did this, you drew the sand in the line. Now let's close the door on it and stop saying to yourself, did I do the right thing? Am I doing, you know, that this last session I had with you sealed the deal. It literally just was like, yeah, okay. That door is closed. I no longer harbor that guilt for, for cutting, taking myself Mm-hmm. out of their lives. And I, uh, I used to just say, you know what, I bring the worst out in you. So I'm removing myself. That mm-hmm. was the way I was saying it. You know, that's how I explained it to my son. You know, it's just like, I bring, I, my existence does this to them. They, they're not like that with other people. So I'm just going to make sure they don't look ugly around the world by taking myself out of the picture. And like, yeah. oh, okay. so, I mean, to explain that to a younger kid, right. That was the best. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I see that. And you know what they popped in my head just now, our guides was the contracts and agreements. So when we talk about soul level contracts and agreements, just because somebody comes into your life in whatever way, especially family, we might think, oh, well, I can't excuse them from my life. We can't set that boundary. But the guides are saying contracts and agreements. Maybe that is what was needed. And you had agreed on that. Like, hey, we had a disruptive past. And in this life, we're going to have something like that. So we're going to go in in such a way that it's blaring in our face. How better for you to grab, okay, this awareness, this reality, this notion, like they literally show you pulling it out of the ethers and saying, oh, look at this. This is strength. This is speaking my truth. This is boundaries. And had this person not been in your life in such a way where you weren't able to, like, if it had been somebody that you could just fade away, you know, a friend, and then you move, but family, it's consistent. However, this was the opportunity within that agreement that it would be consistent until you made a conscious decision and put an end to it. And so that also could be a soul level karmic kind of experience for him, where had, let's just say, because we didn't tune into it, that but it feels like you guys have a past together. Why else would he, you know, like from infancy? So this also was an opportunity for you to put a strong boundary up and say, no, I don't think so. And his soul to be like, okay, I needed that. I needed that resistance. I was getting away with too much. I was overstepping. I needed a wake up call essentially. So I guess what they're coming to is just because it's family or a close friend, or we say, oh man, but this, this, and this, No, what is healthy, what is right, what is humane. And when there are relationships that are neither of those, 
it's time to let them go. And especially how many decades did you have where he had an opportunity to straighten up and he just did not. So you're talking about your health, your family's health. And I went to this a lot as a mother. How am I with this relationship? And does it upset me and put me in such a state of distress that I can't be there for my children? And, and then it's like, we're done. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And with that, that's where the ex-husband, um, and sorry, everybody, <laughs> I try not to make this like a, um, you know, like a therapy session, but the ex-husband, um, he, uh, I met him before he went into med school. I helped put him through med school and, um, he actually became a highly addicted to opiates and, mm-hmm. um, did a lot of hiding that stuff. So just became a very, um, uh, just not a, not a good person at all. And, when you say that, how much is this distracting from uh, raising your child the right way, the way you want to, um, he definitely took a lot of joy from my being a mother for so Mm -hmm. many years, um, of my child's youth. And, um, I, a huge regret of mine for allowing that to happen. Um, and so, uh, definitely as, as, you know, I got older and my son got older, I, I made sure communication was very little. And then, um, when he was turned 18, I was deleting, blocking, deleting, (laughs) (laughs) never looking back. And, um, so it's, but had I not had to share, um, my child with him, he would have been in that same category as my brother. Like there would have been, he would have been gone way Mm -hmm. longer. Um, so legal, legal coyotes and stuff. And also, you know, that's my son's dad. Um, I definitely, um, that impacted me as well. So, um, uh, when I asked if that was my husband that had pushed me off this, <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> one of them is it where those, those relationships truly wear on you. And they do take, like you said, that right now when they said, okay, you're on your soul path, they took so much from me, you know? Um, and I can't say, you know, I regret that because as you just said, um, it, it's brought me to where I'm now on my soul path. And I finally have a new soul, uh, new contracts, new, mm-hmm. everything. Where this is old. Those are over with. I, done and I don't have to come back in another life and deal with them. And to me, that's, that's so, do I have to do another life? (laughs) No. (laughs) How many souls are out there? I think you can find new friends. (laughs) Yes. Yes. My goodness. Um, but when you were talking about that brother, how he had controlled. And so I think this is a, this has been a lifelong um, journey, obviously, you know, um, cause when you said that the brother pushed me off the wall and, but he had said that he, um, he felt like he owned me and he's just basically suffocated me with, um, just how much he controlled me and even my sexuality. And you didn't really say he did sexual stuff to me, but something in me was kind of like, okay. Um, and that leads to where growing up, um, my parents had family, friends, that um, they would play cards with all the time. And they lived 45 minutes away, but they would come over all the time. And I remember there's three girls in my family and they would buy properties, sell, buy properties, sell. And in the Pacific Northwest, not like Texas and Georgia and all that, we don't have a lot of pools. Cause we, you only yeah. have like, there's just no reason to, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and you do, you need to have a heated pool. Yes. <laughs> and so they would always make sure that a pool was built or they had a pool. And I, I mean, bless her heart. She, she just didn't know the wife didn't know, you know, Yeah. he was just, um, he was a dirty bird. And I remember we, I nicknamed him Chester the Molester. And I got very, very protective over my sisters. They were very skinny, very wiry. And I was always a little bit um, thicker than them and stronger than them. And, um, he would try to do that whole grooming thing, you know, Mm -hmm. just massaging the shoulders and rubbing the back. And anytime I saw him go near my sisters, I would yank them away. Or if he ever tried anything, you know, to 
touch me or anything, I would literally make an obvious gesture of like, get away from me, just really pull myself hard, hoping my parents would see it because we would tell them, I would tell them over and over, you know, Hey, he's not good. He's not good. And you know, he would try to be like, Oh, why don't you have the girls and go come spend the night? Never the boys. I mean, how do my parents not? It's like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Different time. Just didn't think. Yes. So trusting. Yeah. So trusting, you know, this is a time of when doors were always left unlocked and, you know, garage doors open and, um, but he did get caught eventually. And my dad just came unglued and he sat down with each of us and was like, just tell me the truth. You know, I mean, he was, I remember him shaking. He just couldn't, it was just too much for his brain to comprehend. And he, um, then got in the car and drove up to go have some words with him. Because he was like, I don't think my daughters are, they're not going to tell me, right? You know, and he told him like, no, no, I never did anything to your daughters. And he's like, you were around them so much during this certain time of their lives. And he said, yeah, he goes, so why didn't you? And he goes, uh, April. He goes, April <laughs> was not going to let it happen. She was fierce. She was, she knew. Mm-hmm. And so when you had said that brother, um, you know, and having owned my sexuality and all that stuff that laid on, I was like, oh, I got chills, just huge chills. And I was like, okay, maybe this was another part of, you know, a cycle I needed to have broken. Yeah. Yeah. I listened back to the episode this morning and I was feeling also that there was more to it than what you came through, which, you know, makes sense because it's a very delicate topic. And if you were meant to get the message, you would, which you did, I feel. And so I um, was listening back and it almost felt like when I heard myself say, oh, you just were like not of any use to him anymore. It's almost like you were at an age where you could protect yourself and he couldn't do whatever he was doing. And also there was a sense of like, I think he felt like, had he, did he want to sell you off And he was just like, no, it's not worth it. And I can't have my way with her anymore. So he just killed you, you know? And, and it was like, okay, so I do feel that there is something to it where he did, you know, cross a lot of boundaries with you, um, every level, you know, mental, emotional, sexual, all of it. And so, yeah, it's even more of a space for a deeper healing for you to say, okay, I'm feeling or sensing or knowing different, like the frequencies are always the same in that you knew something was off with this man. How would you have known, you know what I mean as a child, but then the other children don't know. So there was something from your past for sure where you could sense it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember my dad came home and gave me the biggest hug and he's like, you, I, he could remember me making comments, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know that's, I think how I learned what molester was. Cause I, that was not a word a kid would know yeah. really um, was just, I don't, I don't remember how it all clicked, but I was hoping when I, I remember when I nicknamed him that I was hoping my parents would be like, <laughs> Wait a minute. what is going on here? But no, that never, I mean, it's just, just that naiveness of, you know, I mean, it was so much, I think, like you said, so much different back then. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was. And they probably thought, oh, she just heard that little phrase. She doesn't know what it means. You know, they probably just mm-hmm. ignored it or let it fly off, fly away. So, so last night when I was listening to it all again, I, and very emotional, uh, like I told you earlier, it, I, I just cried when I heard it the first time, cried when I heard it the second time. Um, because just so much emotional release and what I caught the second time that I don't think I really caught was you said my soul right now, me went and got the um, Viking soul that laid down and was like, Oh, I'm fine. Staying here forever. It's okay. And I was like, okay, he was that, there was that peace that I've always, you know, needed. And, mm-hmm. um, he had stayed there and I needed him here, <laughs> but we went and got him. And I'll tell you, um, in the last 10, 10 weeks, 
there is an immense sense of peace. And like Jenny said, just a dramatic healing, um, so much change after doing all this and going there and getting that was extremely valuable. I, I feel that, and it's just resonated with me. I think um, I'm back to just smiling a lot more and laughing more and mm-hmm. um, just having um, this sense of ease, you know, that I haven't had. I mean, I know I, throughout life I've had these moments, but to have it just continuously feel like it's here to stay is what has been just so amazing. <laughs> wow, it is. Yes, I love it. So it's a part of soul retrieval work. And what's interesting is it's, it was multiple layers in that recovering that part of you that had left in that Viking lifetime definitely empowered you here and giving you that strength and deeper connection to earth and everything else that I don't even have words for. But not only that, I remember he went to some of the other lives and was watching and seeing what was happening. And then it was like, Oh yeah, I am needed. I'm really needed. So I feel that in some quantum way, it did help you heal even the part of you in those other lifetimes to find a, feel a little bit of peace come through. Um, I don't know what point in those lives because quantum and soul and timelines, like all, (laughs) all of it's a whole thing, but overall, it's going to, as you've recognized already, you can feel the shift and the change. And I feel like the other lifetimes would notice that too, especially moving forward in time. So it's powerful. It's sometimes we'll feel like, oh my gosh, something's missing and I don't know what it is. And some of us, it could be very true and literal that we're missing community or a family member or a friend, but some of us might have that feeling all through life, like something feels just empty. Like I'm not fully here or something's missing. And that could be the need for a soul retrieval that a part of us was left in other time and space. And a lot of the times in soul retrieval work, um, the case studies in this, it's been that it was through trauma that we were like that, that a part of us fractured off and remained. But that particular life, it was like, I'm good. There wasn't, I mean, there was a little sorrow because I think his partner, am I remembering correctly, had passed and he missed her? He didn't know. He just knew when he got injured or something and he just laid down. I just laid okay. down. Like, I'm okay with this because I had <laughs> standing with that there. I had a deep understanding already of how kind of the soul worked, that this wasn't just it. You know, I wasn't yeah. just a guy and that was it. So I was very at peace with, with it and just laid down and stayed. And what's interesting is when you said, so that one stayed and then also the one that got bound up and. Oh, but that was trauma for sure. And then she also wasn't, she couldn't get free to, to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many pieces have you left across <laughs> Come on, let's go back. So. Yeah. 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 That soul retrieval work and having the integration time is really powerful. Yes. Yeah, so the one where you were really the soul, your soul was like in that murky water, that would have been more traumatic than your Viking self. So as a practitioner, it just brings about a little bit more information to me like, Oh, I never really thought about the fact that we could just choose to stay. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So those ones would probably be a little bit easier if you could say, Hey, I need you come on back. (laughs) You know, you go into meditation and you, and you just speak to your soul, you speak to yourself and you feel through time and space for it to come through. But it is a lot. Um, I think there is a strong benefit to working with a practitioner that works with that, that can help you in the process, but I don't ever want to have people feel like they have to have somebody else. I would say if you're feeling an intention and you're really called to it, try it and see if you can do your own soul retrieval and how that will come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, for me, the, um, it makes me wonder, you know, you said I had been stabbed under the ribs. There was the, something with the throat. I've been crushed and all that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do I need to do to get the rest of me to, cause this feels good. Do you know what I mean? This, this has felt so good. I'm like, okay, so you will, you'll be having another one with me. Go get that. 
<laughs> we'll check in on all of those other lives as well, making sure. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe, cause I know how I would say it and sometimes it's interesting to put into words, but how would you describe how you feel since having the soul retrieval? So like kind of how I said, just more at ease for laughter and joy, just a sense of now that I, my choices that I had made with certain individuals, there's reasons why, and you had said, I'm on my soul path now. And there's just a feeling of wholeness, I guess Mm -hmm. is the best way. Instead of caught no monkey mind about all the other stuff, you know, oh, did I, should I, how come I did that? What, you know, just a lot of self-doubt on so many decisions are just no longer there. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, I can focus on other things. And I, my husband's probably like, yeah, no, she started this project and this project and she's focusing on this and he's just (laughs) take a break, take a break. (laughs) That's something that, um. I've always stayed busy, but I think I've now I'm just a lot of just con- just content and self joy and oh. easy to laugh. I mean, you can just I think see the difference just how much more ease and laughing and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. And the the term where you said wholeness, that's how I feel. I'm like it's hard to put into words, but I love that. It's like I feel fuller and brighter, more light within. That gives me the fuel to do things that I felt like maybe I had a desire for, or it just hadn't been sparked. So then it's like the zest for life comes on and it is more fluid with, it's not encumbered. So you can just flow right through it. It's very easy. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I I, I can't, I can't put enough words to how grateful you know, how grateful I am. And then it's interesting because you said Jeremy L. Raguel and Metatrail were the three that were with me. And so last night I was like, I was kind of looking up for some reason. I went to go look up Raguel and everything I found about him, because you would kind of describe more of the other two was that it's to help, he's just to help make peace. And for those who had injustice done to him and he was there during that reading. So that was like, I got full chills. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's so, but it all, it all tied together. It all makes sense. So. Yeah. I can't recall. I recently had a session and he came in and the words were righteous justice. And I was like, Oh, cause that, um, I guess like when I studied about the archangels, the thing that popped out of the page for me was he's like a friend of God and he's there for you. And then it popped out in this reading there. He was like righteous justice over and over. And I'm like, okay, I'm hearing this. So that, so here you just confirmed it too. I mean, not that I doubted it, but that part of his personality and what he helps us with hadn't really come through that much in my sessions. It was more stability, steadfast, best friend, friend of God. I'm there for you. That's just so fascinating to me. Like, I'm like, whoa, that's an aha moment for me that you looked it up and that came through. Cause I, I haven't <laughs> gone to any references of late it's just, you know, okay. So that's a very interesting. And it makes a lot of sense that he'd be like, no, we're going to do this. I'm going to stand right here by you. What is just, what is appropriate? What is, you know, clean, upworthy, full of light, truth, whole energy versus distortions. And, um, he's just saying it's time, it's time on earth for things to be made um he's saying like called out darkness come to light made to be seen in the light and that's something in the past that many of us have had and it and it's he's saying it's very accurate and true because the collective consciousness was in that space where i'm just gonna be quiet i'm just gonna you know succumb to this i i i'm i don't have any power like a space of disempowerment and he's saying that many of us that had that in the past lives now he's helping us to see how powerful we really are and how powerful words are and information, just bringing it to light and speaking it, it's going to start shifting things. So he's right now coming through, he's encouraging everybody. If you have something to share mm-hmm. and maybe you were like timid about it, just know that it's time to just share your truth. And when we share our truth, it's very healing for us. And it brings, he's showing like all this light pour in 
And if it makes anybody else uncomfortable, that just means they have something to heal within themselves. It's not really for us to take on their burden of it making them uncomfortable. That we had we had placated to the system too much in the past lives. And now it's time to speak the truth. So, oh my gosh, so powerful. I didn't know he was going to come in. So thank you, Raguel. Yeah. Thank wow. you. Immense, immense gratitude. It was less, just this, like you said, aha moment when I read that. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, for anybody that is listening to all of this, just these aren't coincidences. This is just all, it's, it's very, it's so real. <laughs> it's just, it's super powerful, super powerful. And I, I just thank you so much. I can just <laughs> try not to stop here because it's been um, life-changing, you know? You're so welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So many things came through in your sessions and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this potentially, I felt like this is going to be a big shift and here we are. And, and already just only in 10 weeks, so much has shifted for you. I'm so grateful as well. You have an amazing team. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you were ready. Your soul was ready to, to do the work, to see it, to recognize, to be like, okay, wow, we're going to make a change. And sometimes, well, first of all, things do happen in energy and that supports us. But to really integrate it, you have to make those changes in this life, the decisions, your habits, you know, the boundaries that you put in the physical and you had already started that. So then for you, it felt like, okay, now you, you needed the energy aspect of it to really have the full understanding. And that part of you that would question, like you mentioned, like, did I make the right choice now feeling so clear on it? That's almost like sealed the deal, right? (laughs) That's what we needed. And now we're good. There's no doubt, you know, when you doubt yourself, correct me if I'm wrong, but doubt and continuously doing it over and over and over and over, it's like a lower energy. Yeah. It can just wear on you and create, create a domino effect in a different way. Um, doesn't allow you to move forward in probably other things. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It, dim- it dims your energy. And then like you're saying, I kept hearing you would be leaking energy. And so it doesn't give you the fuel to move forward in other areas or even the clarity to be inspired to flow forward with a new project or a new idea or a new perspective in life. But um, yeah, absolutely. And there's something else that they were saying about, about that, that it's not where you want to be. So the discernment, you know, and like, okay, let me think about this. Oh, taking a pause for a moment and really analyzing that's different than what you're mentioning, which is every day doubting yourself over and over and over. So we're not saying that you shouldn't have a moment for self-check-in and to think about things, but if you get that gut instinct or you just know, I have to do this, then be on it, you know, hundred percent get behind your decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, um, I kind of, our guides, they know. So part of me just has that like regret that a year ago, even when, you know, they were saying, you did this, you drew that sand in the line, move forward, go, you're free to do this. Um, that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, let's basically say I didn't trust enough. I didn't, I wouldn't say believe enough. I just didn't trust enough. Well, I feel like that might be some of the energy and the work that we did that helped you because you have been I'm hearing confined and conformed in those other lives where you didn't have a voice and you didn't get to make your own decisions. So that could also be like that piece of you that was still very active. Can I trust myself? Am I allowed? Do I even know how, how would I go about it? Yeah. So the energy work going back, they're showing the Viking. He was strong. He trusted himself. <laughs> like he had, he didn't even pause to doubt, right? So it was just like a very, he had such of an, a sense of knowing about things. And that's what it feels like. So yeah, um, I think it was a combination. And they're saying, don't worry, it's timing. And they don't want you to feel any kind of remorse or bad about it because they're saying it's an experience. Now you clearly know right now you clearly know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 
journey of life, I guess, is what we're going to have to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Wow. Was there anything else? There was so much that came through. Was there anything else that was a big aha for you that you wanted to share with listeners? Um, I have, if you could see all my chicken scratch and all my notes, (laughs) make sure I got some, um, oh, you know, I was going to say at the beginning, I had a, um, I had a house clearing done a couple of years ago by a gal who she said, I don't mix like readings with this kind of stuff. This is totally different work. But she goes, you had a great grandma who was like, I need to pop in right now. I need to, I need a message. And it was, I guess I was afraid to be born. I just was like, I, I you know what? I don't, I'm not going to do this. I'm out of here. I, I've, I've changed my mind. Nope. Nope. Reverse. Not mm-hmm. happening. It's not going to happen. And, um, all of that now, all this, everything comes back to also that where I can see, um, through life, why with the past life readings now, why I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this again, but for, you know, at a soul level, yeah, I needed to do this to close the door, close chapters. Yeah to be able to move forward, to do this. And, and that was just, to me, it was huge to tie all of it together and just go, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah. I could understand why you would say, nope, not again, <laughs> but what a sense of healing and empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, the gratitude. So, um, with the new soul LA, soul wise LA, that's why I was just like, Oh, I have to be part of this. I just, (laughs) so I, I need to do this and just, you know, the new me needs to come in and, um, really get to find, figure out my energy and, um, the next chapter really. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new, it's a really a new chapter. So it is. It's a whole new life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They're reminding me like when I move to new places, I always feel like it's a whole new life. Nobody knows me here. I can be a little bit more free and reinvent myself. And, you know, it's just like so funny because I don't really <laughs> interact much with the community. I probably should more. Most of my interactions are online rather than in person, but I feel that I always feel a new sense. And so a whole new life. And what they showed me for you was you're in a new frequency. And that's that same feeling I get when I move, I pop into a new frequency. And so it is a new life. And isn't that fascinating how you can have multiple new lives in the same body in the same physical life. And they're saying, you're just going to love it. You're going to be so open to possibilities. There's a sense of expansion and freedom, joy, strength and light. And then when we were, um, so everybody, we've just uh, started a new online community, SoulWise LA with Layla and myself in April has joined and there's a community forum. So when you were in the forum and you sent through the picture of you on the water, I was like, yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> I just love that for you so much. And I know that you've done water sports before your session, but I got, I was like, this is so awesome to see you being confident on the water when in the past, you know, you were, you were in a total space where you completely drowned, where the water overtook you, like, you know, so I just, I just loved all of it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm so excited because already I can see the shift, the light, the joy, the peace that's um, shining through. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Very excited. And, you know, it's funny when the water this year getting out there, um, cause it is the Columbia river, you know, it's a very swift move. Um, it's, you know, one of the biggest rivers in the United States. And, um, I'm, whenever I'd be in it, I always have this kind of, there's always a little unease feeling. And this time, the last few times I've been out, I'm just like, Oh, I got this. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be doing three sixties on the board. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I was like, what is going on? Like, Watch me go. <laughs> oh, just, I, I don't even know. He's like, okay, all right, whatever. So. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, this is beautiful. Thank you for coming on and for volunteering. It was just such a magical experience. And I remember in your session, I was like, okay, here we go. I could feel it. You're ready. You're ready for that shift. 
And now we're only a couple months out. You have a whole, you know, life ahead of you. It's going to be beautiful. And your guides are saying, and look, isn't this so supportive? Like, this is what you needed to be sovereign in your light, in your frequency, in your freedom. And they're showing the strength coming through. And I'm hearing the word truth. And you're inspiring so many. You're inspiring so many. So I'm excited for you. I'm really looking forward to just, you know, being a part of hearing the updates in the years to come and how things are shifting. But I know in the future, you're going to already you're inspiring others, but I feel in the future, like a few years out, you're going to take on a different role of working with others. And this is a pivotal point to set that foundation for it. Ready. I'm, I'm ready to uh, discover what's, what's next. Yeah. Thank you. If I could give you an air. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I need to come to Washington. <laughs> I love to meet in person. It's just so fun. And yeah, yeah. It's been such a gift for me to get to, you know, connect and to know you, but I feel like, I feel like I really know you. Like, I feel like we're friends. We've been friends forever. And it's just so powerful in the way that being able to tune in for you. And so I want to thank you for that and for your friendship and for being on the podcast and all of the, all that you've shared I feel is providing a deep level healing for others as well. So thank you. Thank you to you. And just like Jenny said, um, for anybody out there that this, this having something like this is just, it's, I can't express the power in it and the meaning and everything. It's just way worth it. (laughs) Thank you for this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So for anybody, if you're like, where do I start? If you feel called to it, working with myself or another therapist, you would want to look into an energy therapy session, past life healing, or even past life regression, which is hypnosis, where you would access the information on your own um, with the assistance of the hypnotherapist. So yeah, thank you so much, April, for coming on the podcast today and giving us your updates. Oh, just warms my heart. I'm so full of joy. It's the best start to the week ever. <laughs> so thank you. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners for being here with us. And I look forward to sharing another episode with you next Friday here on the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. See you all soon. Bye. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm popping on really briefly to let you know that our SoulWise LA membership with Layla and myself will be opening again. Our doors are going to open August 6th for a very special 8-8 portal transmission from the Council of Light. And this is a beautiful opportunity for you to see what our membership is all about, plus get that activation meditation for the Lionsgate portal. So I'm super excited to share it with you. I won't take too much time. I know you're like so interested in the episode. (laughs) So if you visit soulwisela.com and you can click below link in description or in show notes, then you will find all the information plus what the membership is all about. And we have an awesome community Every month we have a theme and a topic that we offer masterminds on, two live Q&As, a healing session, a channel message, and more. So I would love for you to join if it's something that you feel called to. And you can click below or visit soulwisela.com. See you soon.